So, you've probably heard of my story with my previous crush already. But in case you haven't, I'm gonna tell you right now. So, basically, to keep it short, I was just hopeless. I couldn't confess my feelings, and it was that time in my life where all of my insecurities surfaced. And I just felt much, much more anxious every day and much, much more depressed every day. And like, all these questions of like, how do I confess my feelings and th- and questions like, how do I not be depressed? How can I be more confident? How do I not be anxious? All of these questions would like bother me every day, every single second of the day. And it was just terrible. But luckily... It didn't stay that way. In fact, I changed myself by reprogramming my subconscious mind. Hi, this is Will Tornilla, and this is the School of Dance podcast. And so, after having spent some time here in the Philippines, like a few weeks, I've, I uh, actually was able to let go of my previous crush. That There was like a really big crush. So at the time, like when I let go of my, my feelings for her, it felt like such a huge relief, like it didn't bother me anymore, and it was thanks to those, like it was terrible, that time of my life was terrible, but at the flip side of the coin, it actually forced me to self-reflect, to change myself, to actually ask myself the big questions of what I wanted for my life, instead of just drifting through life, not really knowing what to do or why am I, I'm doing it. So, even though if it was really bad, now that I look back on it, it was actually a kind of a blessing in disguise. And so, in this new school that I got enrolled in, actually it wasn't really new, I've been to this, to this school like years ago before I was in the Netherlands. But, so I got re-enrolled in my old school, I guess you could say. And after a few months of being there, I developed a new crush. Only this time around, it was different. Like, really different. Not only, like, the crush herself, but also how I reacted emotionally. I was much more calm. I was also much more confident. Like... All of those insecurities and my depression and the anxiety all of it was just it just was absent and it was just way different from my previous crush where I was just hopeless it was as if I could just confess to her anytime I wanted but of course I didn't just confess to her on any random like any random time of the day, like lunch or anything like that. I still wanted it to be something special, right? So I waited for the perfect opportunity to confess to her. Of course, I didn't want to mess it up. She was a beautiful girl. And she has also a really great personality that, and we just clicked with each other. And she's also much more smarter than I am. (laughs) So even before like I developed a crush for her, We, we were already good friends. And I guess that helped me with, like, not being as nervous since I I knew her. And I I just felt completely comfortable about talking to her about my feelings and about myself. And so, I waited for the perfect time. And it came. So, 
it, there was this time where my class, like the rest of our class, we decided that on some day after school, we would go watch Frozen 2. It was at this day where school was actually dismissed a little earlier than usual, so we actually could go to the movies, we had the time. And <laughs> all of my friends, they already knew about my confession that day, they already saw it coming. Like, I'd actually talk about my feelings with the friends of my crush, and I guess it just spread. They, they like, left subtle hints to the whole class that I liked her and that I'm gonna confess that day. So, they all, they all saw it coming. But, like, despite all of that, despite all of them knowing, like, and all of the suspense, I still felt calm. I still felt confident. Those anxieties, those insecurities, they weren't there anymore. And like, when we got to the mall where the cin cinema was, like to my surprise, they even supported me. They like they hyped me up. Actually, the girls they were like all walking behind us. The boys were in front, and like the boys were just like they hype me up and support me and tell me that I should go for it. And also that it helped my with my confidence. It helped me like. It also boosted my confidence and my self-esteem. Like, I had these friends that would support me in my, like, love interest, I guess you could say. And I'm really grateful for all of my friends. Because they're just really great. I admit, I'm a very lucky man to have friends like them. So anyways, we, when we got in the theater. Like, all of my friends, they made sure... They made absolutely sure that the two of us, me and my crush, sat next to each other. They went out of their way. And we were with a lot, actually. We were with a lot of people. And it wasn't just our class. I can still remember, even my sister's class was there. Like, they had the same idea as us. And even they knew what was going to happen. <laughs> so they were all just waiting for me to do it. And so they made us sit, like... All the way at the corner where no one else was and there were it was just the two of us like from a distance like my her friends who actually also supported me they'd hype me up and ask me stuff like hey will when are you gonna do it come on will when are you gonna say it when are you gonna confess and stuff like that so my crush she already knew what was going to happen she already saw it coming and despite of that, all of that, again, I didn't feel nervous at all. I just felt calm and confident about it because, because of how much I matured from my previous crush. Like, I realized that it's okay to be rejected, right? If you're rejected, then move on. You'll find somebody else. So I had the same mind. I had that mindset here. Even if my crush rejected me, that would be fine. I'm completely okay with us being friends, and I'm completely okay with waiting for that one person that would also like me back. So as we sat there, I mean, my crush, she looked she looked um perfectly fine. She was pretty calm. She just sat there, and in the meanwhile, I just I was just figuring out like when should I actually confess to her? Like <laughs> I didn't really plan it out this far. So. I was I was trying to I was thinking about maybe doing it like in right in the beginning or like I mean before the movie starts during or maybe 
after the movies. And I figured, okay, um, I guess the best time to do it is in the ending, in the ending of the movie. And I gotta say, I think Frozen One was a little better than Frozen Two. Maybe it's just because of the song. Like I did like Elsa's development in Frozen Two, and it was kind of a little boring. But anyways, it isn't about the movie. It's about my crush and my confession here. So, Olaf was a great character, by the way. Anyways, as the ending approached, the ending of the movie approached, I remembered, I remembered what her friend told me, like the advice, the advice, the advice that she gave me. She said, "Hold her by the hand and tell her you love her." <laughs> and I figured, yeah, I guess that would work. I mean. To me, touch is very important, especially if you want to, like, create that connection, create that intimacy. Touch is very important. So I figured, okay, I'm going to do that. And so, when the ending was there, and all of her friends, all of my friends, my classmates, my schoolmates, they would all stand up and move on to, like, downstairs... And I'm like to my crush, hey, um, I want to tell you something. Can you wait here until they're gone? And she agreed. She was okay with it. So when they were all gone, I just sat there. And it was weird. Like, even right, right before I confessed my feelings, I still didn't feel nervous. I still didn't feel anxiety. I still didn't feel like... Like, those self-destructive behaviors, those limiting beliefs, they didn't kick in. I just felt calm. I just felt confident. I admittedly, I was excited. I mean, I was going to confess my feelings. But there was this calm about it. There's confidence about it. About it, And so I held her by the hand and I just told her that I liked her. And to my surprise, she said yes. Wait, wait, yes? What does that mean? <laughs> so I was like, I was confused a little because I didn't ask her a question like, do you like me back? I just said, I like you. Or at least something along those lines I don't really remember anymore. And she said yes. And then she ran away embarrassed and I was confused. So of course I ran after her and I asked her, what do you mean by yes? And she said, you already know. And so I was taken aback. Right? Like, it didn't quite sink in yet. Like after all of I all of that I've been through, right? With my previous crush, all my insecurities, my depression, all of my limiting beliefs, and like all of my self-destructive behaviors. After all that I've been through, all the self-reflection and working with myself, it didn't quite sink in that. She, that the person that I like also likes me back now. It was kind of a weird feeling at first, but I was happy <laughs> when it finally sunk in. It was I was happy, and then I'd go downstairs, and like they, my friends would ask me what happened, what happened, and I'd say she likes me back, <laughs> and they were also they were also happy for me, and like I was also happy that I actually having a girlfriend now after all that I've been through and like after that we all went we all went out we all went out to have something to eat 
as we went there, like me and my crush, well, I guess now my girlfriend, we held each other's hand. And so, <laughs> like my even my sister have pictures of it. Like she made pictures of us because, like she even she couldn't believe it. Like my brother has a crush. I mean, like a girlfriend. And I was just when you look at those pictures, I was just awkwardly smiling. <laughs> even I couldn't believe it. I was happy at the time. And like, even five months later, we are still together. And like, even though there is quarantine, right? We still talk to each other. We still enjoy our conversations. It's all been, it was our relationship has been going really great. It's been going very smoothly. Even though we can't physically see or touch each other, we still have really great conversations. And it doesn't get old. I think that's because like we complement each other very well. I'm more extroverted, she's more introverted. We're like polar opposites, so we have really great com chemistry and compatibility. And I'm just very, very grateful for that. I'm really happy that after all that I've been through, after all the work that I've done with myself, all the self-reflection, I actually, it all pays off. So I was very happy. And so now I want to take a step back. So in my previous episode and also in this episode, I talked about, actually no, not in this episode, only in my previous episode, I talked about one of the powers of journaling, right? And for me, the first power was gratitude, which was which is very important to your confidence since it makes you appreciate even the small things in life. And you realize just how abundant you actually are. And as a result, you attract more of what you're grateful for. But that's not all there is to it. Journaling could be much more. There's another power to journaling, and it has to do with your self-image. The power of changing your beliefs is life-changing. And I've applied these tools as well to change myself. And it all starts with affirmations. These are things you tell yourself to affirm yourself. Things like, I'm confident, or I am handsome, or maybe I am attractive, etc. This works because whatever you tell yourself, you will believe. And the more often you tell yourself that, the more you will believe it. And you'll find more evidence for it. Not only that, you will also start attracting circumstances and people that solidify these beliefs. So this is what I meant in the beginning by reprogramming your subconscious mind. You see, all of us from a very, very young age have been programmed by our surroundings. Our parents, our friends, the news, the social media, just our surroundings, all their, all their beliefs, all of their habits, we soak up as kids. So it, let's say if you surround yourself, like not even as kids, even like as a teenager and as, or as an adult, you still soak these things up. So, let's say if you surround yourself constantly with people who think they're not enough, most likely you'll feel the same about yourself. You'll feel down on yourself. And so, affirmations are what you need to reprogram your subconscious mind. Because whatever you feed it, it will believe. So, let's start with a simple affirmation. I am enough. That's it. Write it down every day on a journal or anywhere on a piece of paper. Once in the morning, another one before you sleep. You see, a large number of people in the planet, they don't believe in themselves. 
like even I didn't believe in myself just very recently, just a few, like a year ago. So they also think that they are not deserving of anything that they want in their life, right? And so by affirming this, you are telling yourself that you in fact are enough and that you are in fact deserving of whatever it is you want in your life. Of course, you can also be creative with these affirmations. For my fellow dancers out there, you can affirm to yourself things like I am confident like on the dance floor or I am creative like with your choreographies or dance moves and I am an extraordinary dancer just in general. Alright, so you can affirm these things to yourself once in the morning and once before you sleep. And I know this might sound silly, but it definitely works. And I use the same thing in the beginning to attract the life that I have now, to attract the girlfriend that I have now. And I used it also to boost my self-image and confidence. That's why when I was about to confess, I didn't feel any, I didn't feel nervous, I didn't feel any anxiety because I believed in myself and I changed myself. And so there are more complex ways of doing this, like turning it into a question, for example, why am I enough? This prevents your mind from doubting or questioning your affirmations. If you're also saying it at the s and also you're also saying it as if you already have it and you're just grateful for it, like why am I enough? Like that, you know? And another thing is continuation, which is also very important. So for example, why am I always confident? So now it's in the form of a question and you add always so that there is continuation. So that when you are confident, you stay confident. So just these simple affirmations that you can write, and you can write multiple of them, of course. You don't have to stick with one. All of these things will change your beliefs, and in turn change who you are, and in turn change your life. I'm Wilton Noya, and this has been the School of Dance Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it.